0: What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles, welcoming you to another installment of Lyles Movie Files. Back, as always, with little brother Jace. How are you doing, bro-shot?
1: I'm doing well, but probably not as good as you and the reason you have that hat on right now.
0: Absolutely. My San Francisco (laughs) 49ers vanquished, sent them out of the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know if it's possible to be as ecstatic as i was on saturday when the, when the ref said the game is over beat it <laughs> <laughs> it's very happy because they were making me very nervous and i was like ah eh, come on guys we, we this game was over five minutes ago what are we doing what are we even doing but everything worked out in the end because of a faulty ball placement from the cowboys Oh, well, let's just squish it on up about three more yards nobody noticed what they did. No, not no, one runs a quarterback drive with 14 seconds and no timeouts. Thank you. Don't
1: you just run out bounds when you got the first down, or you know how far you can throw and just get there? No.
0: Oh. I mean, they were just like, you know what? Let's just get, let's get a little bit closer. You know, it's like when you're pumping gas and you just, and it's like, oh, too much. That was them Yeah. And and I'm going to say it now. When if Jimmy and the rest of the boys, Debo, Fred, Jimmy Ward, Eric, etc., go up to Lambo and beat the Packers, they will avenge, they will have avenged every nightmare from the 90s. Except for 95 and 98. But that would be the ultimate playoff run. And at that point, I'm putting in $30 for the Jimmy G statue outside of Levi Stadium.
1: <laughs> well, if you, if you get that done and, and, it, and it ends in a successful run, I'm thinking you, you get to call it that one.
0: See the, see, the thing is, it's just going to make me greedier and greedier. So next week, I'm going to be like, you know what would be even sweeter? Now that he's beating the Cowboys, now that he's beating the Packers, we're going to beat Tom Brady.
1: What about that Tampa Bay Tom? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it, it's just, just going to be a whole thing. And then well, after you beat the Cowboys, after to beat the Packers, after you beat Tampa Tom, I would love to get that payback on Patrick Mahomes. It's just, it's just, it's like, it's like an infinity stone. I have one, and I just want to get them all. <laughs> <To me. laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, I, I I tell you, I'm a I'm a fan of not having competitive Super Bowls, and just getting the title. So, good luck on that.
0: Absolutely, thank you. So, thank you. Thanks, Atlanta. That that's the hope. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's get on to actual movie stuff. But first, <laughs> let's start with comic books. We're gonna go with DC because, nah, you know what? I'm gonna mix it up. We're not gonna go DC first because we we're gonna we're gonna wind a bad boy up here. Let's go with Marvel during the uh, non-competitive playoff game on Monday night, they dropped the, the moon Knight trailer. And besides getting Dan night stuck in my head for the rest of the week, this is yet another example of Disney plus just shaking up things and going, all right, you got used to this. We're going to do something totally different with the next show. This one looks like a psychological deal, and we got Ethan Hawke finally showing up in the MCU way, way, way back. I was pretty sure, I know I wrote about it, but I think Marvel was deciding between Ethan Hawke and Benedict Cumberbatch to be Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange. And Hawke lost out on that one, but now he's going to get his time in MCU. What did you think about this trailer? Oscar Isaac is just playing it crazy and he's working all the different voices, got the accents going for all the different personalities of Mark Specter, a.k.a. Moon Knight. The costume looks wild. what do you think?
1: Okay, not, not being super familiar with uh, Moon Knight, I, it was one of those trailers like, okay, a day and night helped. And then just like, kind of like, there's something, what you think about this guy? It's not going to be just this straight by the book comic book origin. It's going to be something totally different, and we're actually doing it intelligently and putting this in a series format versus trying to get you locked in on a movie where some of these pieces might not work in a small. I mean, a big screen format. You can actually like he's got. I mean, seems like he's got multiple personalities based on the moon. So. Him being able to kind of like oh here's one day here's what he thinks this day here's the next day, and then it's like you got Ethan Hawke like no listen to that go with it it's like okay that's cool like uh so I'm not, again Disney has not done me wrong uh I mean Disney Marvel has done a great job so I'm I was already like okay once again cuts a good trailer I'm in
0: yeah it was. I really just... I think that Moon Knight's a character they could have done fine with a movie, like a 2.15 movie, but having this avenue of Disney Plus opens up so much more for Marvel because we still get the movies, and then they can spend a little bit more time on characters they're not sure if the general population, the mainstream audiences are going to go for, and then it's like, let's just spend a little bit more time with them. I still contend that if they did Disney Plus version of Eternals, I think people would have cared more about those characters. Now, you recently <laughs> they, rewatched it. Did you have a I epiphany did. like, oh! You know what? I was hating on this movie for no reason.
1: I did not have that epiphany. I, I'm sorry. I said I was going to watch it with the director's commentary, but I knew I kind of wanted to have something to go to sleep on, and it was excellent for that job. It, it, it really is like you have you're trying to introduce nine characters and you it's like nine new characters just aren't going to be serviced well in in a movie format. So it was like very much like you drop in everybody in Avengers like, hey, what happened to Captain Rogers? Oh, he was in ice. All right, you get a flashback of him in ice. Oh well, what what happened to Gilgamesh? I mean Thor. Oh yeah, he was in Asgard. Now he's here. It's like I don't have any understanding of these dudes and then you're killing them off in like five seconds. And Iron Man's like, traitor. hey. What? What? What do? What do you mean? Like his dad was a weapons stealer, Now, he, now he's what? I oh, don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it was. So funny. that movie was. If you could have spent, cause, especially because was like there were characters that had love interests, you could have spent in a seven episode Marvel series. You could have had the romances, each like the pairings. You could have had the an hour on each pairing. Then you could have had two or three of them, big climax battle against still doesn't make a whole lot of sense but maybe maybe when you get it to movie format you care a little more about it and then you're like haha see we threw you for a loop but then i then i think you probably we probably would have been upset because it's like wait it still doesn't make sense why y'all didn't take out thanos and why you have emotions at all since you're basically a bunch of robots yeah you know,
0: or, or accents. It's a lot of confusing things about that movie where it's like, mm, why not just make everybody why is like it?
1: Why is, why is Friday Kid? I mean, like, I actually kind of agree with her on that. Like, seriously, what's the point?
0: Yeah, there is zero okay. point. And why, why make somebody older? Why make somebody bigger? Why? I mean, why? All these things. Why? They should be all like 25, 35 in their peak of their lives I mean, why is Ajax older? What purpose does that serve? She's older and wiser, um, but why? Because of uh, a program that makes her older and wiser? Anyway, we're going down I mean, the rabbit hole of Eternals. And I yeah, it about it. But yeah, <laughs> want to throw it out there. I think it's time that we, we really get our heads around the fact that this Black Panther sequel is the most, I don't want to say curse, but just the most. Worst awful luck stricken movie Marvel or any comic book movies ever done. I mean, they can't ignore the huge looming specter of Chadwick Boseman's death. And that's just, is just hanging over it until we see anything about it to get excited about. It. It's just like, why are we doing a movie without recasting T'Challa? All right, we're going to do a Black Panther movie without Black Panther. Why? Okay. Why? I don't know if that's the right idea. All right, whatever. Letitia Wright messes her shoulder up. All right, we've got to go on, on break while she recovers and figures out her vaccination status. Oh, man, she's still tripping on this vaccination thing. Okay, well, um, all right, her shoulder's healed. Great, we can do that now. Oh, wait, now Lupita Nonguo and some other cast members have tested positive for COVID, so we've got to shut the production down once again. Help me with this movie. I mean, I want to see it, but I'm scared now that it's just gonna be this movie that I really want to be good, but I'm gonna understand if it's not.
1: It, it, you say it's it's not snake bitten, but it's almost like that movie. Unique. I I, think, I really think they should have like, like I said love. You know, Chadwick Boseman's portrayal, but it was it. You needed to recast. You couldn't. By trying to make a movie a Black Panther or, you know, World of Wakanda without actual Black Panthers just isn't, I think it's a mistake. I don't, I mean, I know they'll probably do a good job, but I still, even if it happens, I'm still going to be like, yeah, you still, you still lost an opportunity to have this guy in there for, you know, with the Avengers. You could add him with the, you know, the, the Marvel Comics Illuminati. Like, you're missing out on a lot of stuff by not having Black Panther. With this movie, again, I'm... I don't... I mean, there's a whole... It's just like, there seems like it's just like, everything that can go wrong on a movie is going wrong, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. It, It's just... I mean, it's almost like the Washington football franchise. It's like, there's no reason. It's like, there's there's a curve that's put up. Yeah. I I, I mean, I feel sorry for the actors and actors and on the stage folk trying to get paid on this one, but I mean, and how, I mean, it's already been delayed, you know? So it's like, what do we do at this point?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, gosh. And you just know how hype we would have been if Chad were still here and we were getting Black Panther 2. No, anything, it was just like, dude, that would immediately jump to my most anticipated movie whenever it came out. And it's just, it's this this whole feeling of heaviness. And I feel like their decision to not go with another or just to not recast T'Challa. Because I feel like he was so important going forward in the MCU. And to go, all right, well, we're not going to disrespect Chadwick by recasting him. And are like, no. I don't know him from Adam. But I know, I feel, he would be like, no, nah, dude. Black Panther, T'Challa has to be beyond me. It can't just, it can't just be done with me.
1: Man, can't, so. They got to pass the torch. And I, I mean, damn, I'm... I'm not not even not going too deep, but I'm sure he would have definitely like, yeah, pass the torch. It can't it can't end with me. It
0: can't um, end. All right, so I think that actually covers all of the Marvel news for this week of any real importance. Now we know we've got a bunch of Disney Plus series coming, um, but on that front, let's talk about the Star Wars offering, the Book of Boba Fett, episode four, and I think with this episode they have successfully tied the bow. We've wrapped up everything, all we need to for the flashbacks. We've shown mm-hmm. how he links up with Finnick, why he decided to help her. Um, but I was very confused why he didn't just go, yeah, I-, I don't care about your handiwork. Stitch her up, dude, come on. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks more intimidating. You know, they got this metal parts, you know, metal stomach kind of like, oh gosh, what's going on here? So, yeah, you may you not
0: want to take fashion advice from the guy who's got mechanical parts showing. I mean, just just my thought.
1: Hey, man. Got to get with the times,
0: bro. Got to get with the times. So, him, Finnick, Finnick's like, what's your angle, dude? And and he's like, well, I need your help because I need to get my ship back. And I don't care about any, any iota of PC-ness on this. I'm never, ever, ever going to call his ship anything other than Slave 1. I think the name of it now is Firespray. Eh. On this on this show, it's like one. So I'll go for it.
1: Firespray seems like it was the type of ship, like I mean like the Millennium Falcon is a Carillion some some blah blah blah.
0: It, it's a great name. It's just not a great name for Boba Fett's ship. I,
1: again, I'm 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 getting it. You can say whatever you want. It's like the folks that know are going to be like, you mean Slave 1, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <It's> like, but <laughs> I, I, I appreciated, like I said, probably two episodes ago, I appreciated them, like, wrapping these flashbacks up, and now four episodes, and it's like, you are ready to go into what Book of Boba Fett is going to mean for this um area of Star Wars, like, because just like all right, flashbacks, cool. I, I appreciated the action. I mean, this one had the most action out of any of the episodes. Um, I also appreciated his payback on the, the Hold spear. Hold on, bike we're
0: into that because
1: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm petty. So yeah, so he he links up with Finnick, and then she's like, all right, well I'll help you get your ship back because you saved my life, and then they go slinking through Jabba's palace, and I thought director bryce dallas howard did a great job of showing actually how massive Jabba's palace is you know because and basically everything we've seen is just from this vast distance and we see 3po and r2d2 and it's like we're not quite sure and we see from the gate that man it's probably big but actually seeing where characters are looking up that was great because it was like, oh man, this thing is huge, and yeah. it's so much more than just. I don't know. It's kind of weird because, like, from the older shots, it's like, how the heck is the Rancor even in this place? Is there a massive basement? But this showed exactly how massive this whole deal was.
1: Yeah, like the, the like the two D model. I mean, the three D model. Like not nah, sprawling. Yeah. This is actually a palace, not a palace.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Um, they go in. And after a little bit of fighting, and I still love that Fennec is basically the main one fighting. And this is for everybody who wants to complain that they're not strong female characters. Let's just call them female characters or women who are fighting in these movies. She's great. And I'm all about Fennec taking a lead in these action scenes because they've always done her well. They've done her justice. She's a great character. Also, I think this was the episode where kind of like clicked for me where Django was like i need a i need somebody to hang out with and do all this stuff with uh vam now why am i saying her name wrong yeah not zam zam I, I was like zam <laughs> i was like why that's not right so zam he teamed up with her and it's kind of interesting because it kind of had the same kind of visual with the mass mm. deal but Stark i like yeah. that and just that that was his first recruit for his army and Finnick is tremendous in fight scenes, and I just love her attitude, or her whole perspective on everything. Great character. And so then it's like, yeah, now I got my ship. I guess you're done. She's like, nah, let's see where else is going. I just love her just like, whatever. I ain't got nowhere to go. He's like, so well, I gotta get some payback. And this was the most pettiest, pettiest way of dealing with any, any, any person a group that you got a beef with he could have walked in clean eastwood style where he shouldn't have decorated his saloon with my friend he went like i'm not even getting out of slave one i am gunning these dudes down from the sky I and mean, it was great it was like, duh, 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 duh. like yes dude And he not waste the gas getting out turning slave one back on and off just like oh, there they go now, now they're no longer here
1: I am I'm riding on these dudes and it it, it was a <laughs> it was it was just it was actually like perfect because that be like the I usually like, cause if you watched it you could see you can see Slaver just kind of creeping in the yeah. background The
0: only thing missing here was him blaring Tupac when we ride on the enemies,
1: when we ride on the, enemies. <laughs> the director had that in, I mean she had that in her ears when she was filming it like right, yeah, right, that right. Was. That, that's it so.
0: And then Joker, Joker was like, I need to go to the Sarlacc to get my armor. <laughs> now this was the one dumb thing like over the course of the Mandalor- I mean, Mandalorian book of Boba Fett.
1: It was like, he knew he came out of the pit with the armor. I don't think he did. I think he, he was actually he was like, he was struggling and fighting so much he forgot about the Jawas. Cause like, remember he actually sees the Jawas at one point and gives them a nod. Like, cause he's totally forgot about them just straight. I mean, well, other Jawas just- I I can Jawas understand, understand
0: him forgetting them. I'm just the fact that he got out of the pit with the armor on.
1: I mean, this thing is, it's a saying. You think it just fell back in there.
0: Okay, so-
1: I mean, he forgot Jawas, don't let that happen.
0: He forgot like, he was in Tatooine, where if anything's missing, the first thing you do is look for the massive sand crawler. Oh, I need to get up on this thing and see if these fools jack my stuff because the Jawas are 100% jack of her beats. I don't know where I'm going with all this NWA, but I'm just
1: all over. I'm West you, Coast tonight. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, you do have a hat on. I, so. I, I do I have to represent since the Raiders lost. Wah, wah. Sorry. That was that wasn't <laughs> right, but it was. All right. So I love the shot where they're like enslaved one and they're just like hovering over the Sarlacc and the Jugger's like, get over here. That, that was, was cool. fun and then they dropped the landmine or the mine and that is one of my all time favorite sound effects in Star Wars oh. mm-hmm. it's like oh it's so cool and the Sarlacc like, dead,
1: dead, dead space yeah. where the noise is there and then
0: the, the best joint was in Attack of the Clones where it's just like everything shattered in its wake it was great
1: but Jeff, yeah, everyone hates Attack of Clones. All
0: right. No, not anymore. They moved on to another Star Wars trilogy to hate, which I will well, happily put my John Hancock inside away on. But yeah, so then he's like, let me go into this 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 pit, go through all this boiling acid, and find my armor. This is a bad idea, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just just bad idea. And then- Hey, Beskar armor
1: is expensive, dude. Like, trust
0: me. <laughs> I heard there's some Imperials selling Beskar armor. You just gotta know, gotta know where to get it. But see, I wish he had just said that it it has sentimental value to me, cause him going through all that stuff, cause that's his daddy's armor, would have made more sense than I just need to find my armor that I came out I mean, to I, with that I forgot.
1: I never understood that because like, if that's his dad' armor, so like, why is he painting differently?
0: different? I mean, he's got to remake it. You know, you know, I'm rocking daddy's outfit, but I got to put my own spin on it. Okay. He didn't put any flames or fire on Slave One, but you know, he he decided to keep the ride the same, but he had to change his armor up a little bit. You know, he kept the family surname, Fett, rocking it, but I gotta be my own man. You understand that. I gotta change up my armor. All right, so then we go that that's basically it for the for the flashbacks. They're like, all right, let's let's come up and figure out a way to get past these dudes. Cause we're tired of taking orders, some suckers who we're better than. Which made sense because he's gone through it a bit. And after his experience with the Tuscans, he's like, Well, I, I need to create my own crew, my own family. Uh, family. Yeah. And maybe he can recruit Vin Diesel. No?
1: He's still working.
0: Okay, right. All right. So then. We go back to the club. The hottest club in the whole joint. They should call it the Flash Dance Club. That would be awesome. <laughs> Black Kersantanen. Yes. That's the way I say That's the way. Kersantanen. Kersantanen. That's yeah, it. That, yes. That's the way. Yeah. He's a bad dude. And he's just mad that people are having fun. And he's just like <laughs> beat him down. And...
1: No, I don't that know. was just, he was just like, I'm on I'm, mom I'm drink number five. I'm just I have way too much fun. Just.
0: Ah, this is the episode of Patty and Boba, Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Patty dude's going at it. And we've heard about this, but now we actually got to see a Wookiee dismember somebody that wasn't a robot. <laughs> it was like, dude, you are just, that was, that was uncalled for. You're like, I'm going to take one arm off because she made some good points.
1: Yeah, I was like hilarious. It's like What? You try. It's like, yeah. Let's put on some music.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's get this thing rolling here.
0: So yeah. Then then Boba's like, you know what I could use? A Wookiee with a bad attitude as my bodyguard enforcer. And I think that makes sense.
1: That, that I mean, he got enough reputation around. He got three of the baddest bounty hunters in the galaxy all under one roof. It's like, you, you, you think you're getting over on uh, Finnick? Nah, Black Chrysanthemum's is not having that. You, you, you get a little too mouthy. He's brass knuckles, and yeah. he's going. To, so, yeah,
0: He's doing it. I'm trying to think of a West Coast super group.
1: <laughs> uh, what was that NWA with uh, Dr. Dre and... No, it, went it, it was Mac it was a, 10
0: and Cube. Okay.
1: Sorry, I will have to pass.
0: <laughs> we've been clubbing. those dudes, man. Anyway, West Side. All right, anyhow.
1: West Coast Connection.
0: There you go. Thank you. I knew it was gonna I knew it was gonna bother you until you remembered it. Yes,
1: I know. <laughs> i was try not to mention it.
0: <laughs> and it came back to you. So now he's got his crew and he calls out the rest of the crime lords. To come to the palace for a little dinner, and this was the ultimate. Oh, I've got the big stick here, fellas, because you're eating <laughs> on top of the Rancor pit. And yeah, I actually have a Rancor underneath here now. You can be joining him for dinner and be his
1: dinner. You could be dinner. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm. Just, I was just like, I'm not. I would not have been bold enough after Rancor, like, kind of, you know, makes everybody recognize there's a Rancor. Right. I'm not. I'm probably not the dude who's gonna sit back at that table. I'm gonna take my chair and put it back on the other side. Like, I don't need to be that cool. Like, you got this one, homie. Yeah. We can talk in a more civilized nature. But I be, I'm not rancor food. Nah. You know
0: what? I'm good on food now. I'm just gonna sit back here and. Uh,
1: talk. I'm gonna have a drink back here. You know, talk to my boys. Yeah, I'm
0: good. <laughs> Thanks, though.
1: I'm not shook though, but I, I just I'm just talking to them.
0: I Forgot to have my Roscoe on me. So this these cats were like, well, we're not really down for your war with the Pike Syndicate, but we'll stay out of it. And I feel like there is zero chance they're going to stay out of it.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm just—I was wondering, like, he was going to say, "I mean, uh, I thought Bob was going to be like, so how many of them you think are already on the Pike's payroll?" Just wanted to hear what I have to say. Right. So I'm thinking Phoenix already thought that, but you know, Bob is the rational one, but Phoenix like, I don't trust these fools. Yeah. Like, nah.
0: still in that bounty hunter mindset and bo was like no i'm peaceful now i've been you know chilling with the shaman with the tuscan raiders i'm good and finish like you need to put on some metallica sleep with one eye open there you go mix it up i'm mixing up my genres all right really are yes so then finish like well how much money you got player if we need to get an army together he's like i got tons of credits what are you thinking? And she's like, well, um, and then we get the do the Mandalorian theme creeping through. And I feel like there it's unavoidable. There's no way they could tease that and not have Mando show up on the book of Boba Fett helping to fight the Pike syndicate. What do you think?
1: I mean, Boba actually helped him out with, uh, dealing with that whole mess of getting, you know, onto the ship. So, right. I'm taking some payback, you know,
0: it's time to return a favor.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think we'd all appreciate that.
0: You know, and get
1: season three of Mandalorian.
0: Speaking of recasting, maybe this is when they introduce the role of Cara Dune will now be played by because I'm really upset at the notion. We're never going to see Cara Dune again because Gina Carano is Gina Carano. I feel like we're being punished. Right alongside Gina on this one, Cara Dune was great. She was another awesome Star Wars character because there are really so many, and honestly, with the exception of Ray, they've been really well developed, well fleshed out, and actually vulnerable characters.
1: Honestly, I I'm hoping is like when they were when when they actually got fired, I was like, and they somebody was messing with like some you know Dreamcast, and they said like Sonya did this. I'm like, yeah put her in <laughs> like real like, just like they are just I, nobody will miss a beat to like, have her and uh, uh Sa- Sasha Banks you know have a little WWE connection
0: so i cannot wait to see where they go uh i'm wondering if we're going to see any more mandalorians alongside mando jen
1: I, I mean like and, and i said that but the mandalorians aren't crime syndicates they're like trying to get their you know mandalore back and you're like you want to run tatooine that's cool but i've got yeah. money hey you know money hey wars cost money exactly all what's right up, but
0: I, I like the idea of a crossover as we get to the end of boba, boba fett and maybe get the news on mandalore in season three and of course we got obi-wan kenobi in between it, so. Can't wait. Yeah, that that's gonna be fun. Alright, let's move on now. I've delayed it enough. It's time to go to DC. First, let's start with the comic books because this news infuriated me. I was like, why do they keep doing this? So there's a big, you know, press release, the death of the Justice League in Justice League 75. Yes, we're really killing off the Justice League. All but one member. Not Batman. Not at all Batman. It cannot be Batman. Honest. Because Batman, there's no chance he would survive. And we, we are the perfectly one, fine. The one who has
1: no supervisors is going to be the one guy who survives. Of course.
0: Batman is in 97 books of DC. They're, they can't even kill him <laughs> off for logistical reasons. Like They can't go, all right, well, Nightwing, you're Batman again. We've already done this. They've already killed off so, I mean, dude, wait. They
1: How killed they they kill kill with all the oh, big this? You forgot that. It's like they had Wonder Woman dead. They had Bruce Wayne back in fighting Vandals. Cam Final Caveman. Crisis, he
0: was dead. Superman had killed from Doomsday. Martian Manhunter died in Final Crisis. He got killed in that one. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Aquaman died in War of Atlantis. They killed Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Uh, I feel like now they haven't killed John Stewart yet, so no. he's not dead. Uh, but it's funny because it, really it looked like good. in some statues and some variant covers, they looked like they had Cyborg with them dead. I'm like, dude, he had been part of the Justice League in forever. Now you want to bring him back only for him to get killed? Lame! Uh-huh. Hey,
1: we, we had a movie we need to get rid of him anyway, so we need to shift his <laughs> profile.
0: <laughs> we need to swipe left on Cyborg. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm... The only reason... I have a modicum of maybe this won't be terrible. Joshua Williamson is writing it. And Joshua Williamson wrote the great Flash run that was just epic. From the start of Rebirth, it was amazing. Truly a great chapter in the Flash's luxurious history. Really great. And he's done Infinite Frontier. He's been working on books that have still been good. He's writing Robin He's really, really, really good. It's the only reason I'm not throwing in the towel on this thing, but I don't like the fact that they're like, hey, remember Death of Superman? We're just gonna go over the top and and kill off the entire Justice League. And it's for real y'all, we're really taking them out. It won't be the thing where they're back in three months.
1: Nope, won't be back in three months, but a year from now? Yeah, that will be bad.
0: But see, the, the, I mean, whole, the whole deal is they've already set up their replacements with these 5G characters. They've aged up Jonathan Kent, boo. They put a new next Batman, Yara Floor, who's Wonder Girl. Oh, speaking of, Yara Floor, they're canceling her book. Yeah, I know. I know you're shocked and surprised. They're canceling so, again, Wonder this Girl. Is... And I think one of the main reasons is because they had optioned her for a CW spinoff series or CW show and CW decided we're good and now well okay we don't really need to focus on Yara floor anymore
1: well we already have one character we haven't developed we might as well we don't need to
0: <laughs> Naomi is part of the Justice League but I don't know if she's going to be part of Joshua Williamson's version of the Justice League
1: well technically she's young enough she should and they've made a book they should not kill her based on the fact that she's new and they could do stuff with her and you know flesh out her character I mean of course that means you have to get rid of Batman but maybe somehow Batman's on another mission and sticks around for all the other titles
0: yeah I I, I have no doubt they can't kill off Batman just because like I said they they and I'm I'm gonna lower down to more of an actual account of Batman books I think there's 20. Five books. <laughs> they come out every month with Batman. Every month. Every month with Batman in them. And like, huh? they just, just, logistically they can't afford to not have Batman prominently in these titles.
1: No, I, th- I think that's like, you're almost like with the comic distributors, they're like, yeah, yeah you're killing off the justice. You're not killing off Batman, right? Because if you do, we're, we're, all of your subscriptions are like half our subscription numbers just go to trash. So You're not killing him, right? No, 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 Batman's safe. Just don't tell everybody that Batman's safe. Boom, everybody should know Batman's safe.
0: And the problem was when they killed off Superman, no one cared about Superman. I mean, there was like a dedicated group, small group of Superman fans, but all the buzz that was back on Superman when John Byrne took over after Crisis, did Man of Steel and stayed on for a while, that was long gone. People were just kind of like, eh, yeah, Superman, he's always around. Whatever. No one cared about him. And it wasn't until they killed him that people were like, whoa! And far more important, DC didn't rush it. They weren't like, all right, next month, here he comes. They did a eight-issue storyline, World Without a Superman, to show all the impact, from the DC heroes to Martha and Jonathan, lois jimmy everyone dealing with superman's death even lex Luthor, and in doing that it made it so much more meaningful than just hey we're killing off superman we're bringing him back in a few years or a month and then instead of like all right here's superman they kicked off reign of superman one of the absolute best three event arcs dc's ever done with death of superman world without a superman and reign of superman and it showed you why Kal el Clark Kent was so important to DC because they showed you these four very different takes on Superman. And everyone had their strengths and weaknesses and just like, eh, I don't know, I like this guy. And like Eradicator, you're like,
1: yeah. he, like, oh, Superman saw. You got Eradicator. You're like, whoa.
0: He yeah,
1: was your uh, 90s that's Superman. a little too. Right. It's like, oh, then you got 90s Superman. It's like, hmm. yeah.
0: And then we have the 90s attitude with Superboy don't call me Superboy. Then we have John, then we have John Henry Irons, AKA steel. Who's the man of steel. And he is simply, look, I'm just trying to embody what Superman was. And he <laughs> was such a good character because they weren't trying to make him a Superman standing. They were just like, he's all the goodness of Superman and people loved him. And that's why he's still around. Maybe not as prime. He's the
1: actual ideal of what Superman, what everybody should take away from Like, you don't have to be Superman to be like Superman. Like,
0: Yeah, And then we had Cyborg Superman, who was basically Terminator Superman, literally. And, you know, robots are always a rage. Let's throw Superman with a robot. It was like every bad idea these four Supermen could have been, but they did it so well that it was like, oh, this is great. One of the best things they've done. And I don't think that with, because I feel like with Death of Superman, it wasn't such a go-to storytelling device of, hey sales are down let's kill off the character let's bring them back in a year or two hey look who's back let's let's make an event mean something let's kill off a character
1: since since that event how many characters have been killed i mean like i mean like
0: notes it's 140
1: i mean like because what blackest night was literally like it was supposed to be like that was the whole point of blackest night was there are no more revives you die you die of course that has not stood because Aquaman's back and every John uh, Martian Man no, no, no. That.
0: no, so in Black is Night, they killed off a rack of characters. But they did bring some back. I think it was like eight or nine characters that they brought back, but they killed a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't bring back until New 52.
1: But but the whole point of it, I mean I thought that was uh uh I cannot remember what Death's name is in that, but it was like the Necroman it wasn't Necromancer. So um, but it, it was like there I'm not i'm I'm chained I'm chained these are the guys I've chained to me after that there there are no more revives of these guys yeah. there's no more coming back right I mean yeah. I was wish they stuck with that but it seems like they and, and w- even like when you when I saw the um post on movie dot com I read it was like they actually made sure to call out the death of Superman and how big it was it was like because it was big and it wasn't even if it was Telegraph, it was still you made this important. And then think of all of those Superman you just named; those are all characters that are still around 30 years later. I don't know if whatever's coming after this is going to be around in 30 years, because it's—I mean, like, or even three years, because it's like, hey, we're Telegraph. We're not. Are we going to come up with good storylines or year-long storylines for these characters to make you invested, or we're going to see how sales are, and then we'll figure out how quick we're going to bring the Justice League back.
0: I think the real problem is the Justice League is just a floating concept. Like, there was one of my favorite Justice Leagues was like literally C-list heroes who no one cared about. Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Fire, Ice, Rocket Red, Captain Atom, and Mr. Miracle, who at that point was not of any importance to anybody. And Martian Manhunter and Batman just to prop these guys up. It wasn't like that group was the best of the best in D.C. And they've done that before with Justice League Detroit, where it was Vibe, Vixen, Steel, Elongated Man, Zatanna. Nobody was like, oh, man, this is the heavy hitter group of Justice League. It was just like, this is the group.
1: I think that the, like not having those heavy hitters actually makes you come up with a storyline. like There's not overwhelming... Power in this team, even if somebody might be super strong, it's like you got to come up with a story and like, how do I use these guys that I picked up? Like, kind of like a book, like the Terrifics. Like, all right, here's these guys. I got a story for them. Not go back to, oh, Superman's boring, Batman's the smartest dude, Wonder Woman's whatever. She's gonna whatever we decide her, she's gonna be in the middle ground. These guys, like, hey, I got a storyline. So I think Mister Terrific dude, you know, and then he's gonna take these groups on, like, here's Justice League International these guys are not the best but they have so much humor in them that you're seeing, you know, Martian Manhunter eating Oreos all the time it's a running gag and you laughing and it's actually funny, Now I'm the new guy I'm j- I'm new around here where no one buys, it's like I came up with storylines for a- each one of these characters and I don't, you know I don't lean on any one of them too much which is the probably the people they're killing off unjustly. Justly those are the easy storytelling devices but it's like is that Hail Mary you're gonna do just to get some quick sales, and then all of a sudden, Wait, it, you mean you've already come Wonder Woman anyway? So what's, what are you thinking?
0: They're just gonna replace them with the characters they've been trying so hard to push since Future State, and I have been pushing back against everything on Future State because it wasn't fun, and except for Wonder Girl, that was the only book that I was like, "This is really good. I'm enjoying this book." Some of them were okay, but most of them were like. This isn't, this isn't cool. This is dark, depressing, and all the heroes lose. And I'm like, well, why am I reading this? I don't care. I have been going, grabbing all these old school trades because it's like, you know, this was, I'm going to old man, get out of my yard thing. But the comics were just simpler and they didn't try to just go with the let's kill off characters for fun. If somebody died, it really meant something. Now it's just a, a weak storytelling prop and doesn't mean anything. All right. That's it on that, because I could could talk for two hours on that, and I don't want to. Let's talk Peacemaker. Okay. The total opposite. The total opposite of everything dark and bleak and depressing on DC Comic Front. HBO Max streaming series. This is a continuation of the character from Suicide Squad. John Cena is great. The cast is great i feel like this is a this is a idea where james gunn they were like yo we've got a lot of problems with with uh, josh whedon and, and we're trying to keep squashing out this zack snyder cut do whatever the heck you want to do with suicides or with peacemaker um we got other fires to put out you go nuts and james gunn went oh my gosh i'm gonna go super extreme nuts not just nuts i'm gonna go crazy and no one's gonna pay attention Great. And I feel like he needed all the pullback of like, whoa, big fella, let let's tone it down a bit. There's no restraint.
1: Okay. I will take James Gunn unrestrained versus usual DC meddling in stuff. Like I I mean I I watched the episode like the first episode and I'm like, Yeah, this is this is kind this is hey, I'm glad y'all put it on HBO Max and it was R rated as y'all want. You can use all the language you want. I saw way too much of John Cena. I'm, I'm scarred for life on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and John totally... Cena is a wrestler. You would think that we've seen all that we could see, but no, there's <laughs> still more.
1: <laughs> I was like, because uh, you you warned me about that whole, you know, you going to see way right earlier uh, John Cena's like, okay, I know what the name was like after his uh, bar hookup. I'm like, I'm scarred. Thank you, John. I'm really scared really for lunch. I really
0: wish I couldn't see you right now.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if I ever saw you, I don't know God, if I could shake your me? <laughs> The blinders don't work anymore, John.
0: Although I did think it was funny at the end when we went, freedom! That was, I mean, I, I laugh. I've seen the first two episodes, and I laughed at various points in both hmm. of them. So I'm not going to be like, ah, it sucked. I just felt like he went so ridiculous with the, I can do whatever the heck I want to do. I'm going to that. It kept taking me out a little bit more than I think what he did with suicide squad, which is weird because of all the craziness in suicide squad, I felt that was toned down appropriately yet still wild and crazy. This one I just felt was wild and crazy.
1: Okay. Like, let me say this. Like I, pr- And maybe I just like the wild and crazy of uh Doom Patrol is not my version of wild and crazy. This is much more like it is ridiculous. I mean, there's stuff that's ridiculous in here. I mean, the owl is uh, the eagle, Eagle. (laughs) the eagle, sorry, the eagles.
0: How would you confuse him for owl?
1: Yeah, there is it's like there's comedy in there intentional. I mean, it's like I always go, it's like. If I can laugh when you want me to laugh, I, I I will take that versus the I'm laughing not to cry that I'm actually watching this mess. See, you know, inhuman anything of inhuman show like this. I was finding this. I was you know it goes with Peacemaker from Suicide Squad. He was a wild It was a loose cannon, and now he's got his own show. I I mean I, I it's what I expected.
0: You know, I think maybe that is some of it because I'm still, I'm, I'm a Rick Flag guy. So I'm like, this guy is getting off and justice for Rick Flag. All right. Speaking of getting into, it is time to Peacemaker unravel the foolishness of Josh Whedon. Now I know we are at that time, so I'm just going to cue it up. So you can tell me and tell everybody who your nominee for Dummy of the Week is, even though I've spoiled it, but who is your nominee?
1: Okay, my dummy is Josh Whedon. Ooh. And Mr. Whedon decided that now he's been silent long enough that he can finally address those mean, mean rumors of him being a bully and, Toxic. you know, threatening uh, people's careers. And you know, calling people fat when they're pregnant—you know—he's going to address those rumors and confirm them all. It's like, it was like I, I do not know the I do not know the actress from Buffy, but he's like basically like, oh, I could have been better. Carpenter. Yeah, I could have been better. Uh, you know, understand. It's like, why were you just deciding you need to say she looks fat? Like, just how does that come out of your mouth? Like, you know, I need to. joke was saying, you know, oh, fat. Like, you're just an idiot on that. I mean, that message just and you and didn't seem like that was an isolated incident. It's like you're you're a moron. But then his, um, uh, gosh, his, his Ray Fisher's like he was just a bad actor in both sense of the word. I'm like, no, we actually saw the uh, Zach Snyder cut. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. <laughs> you know, you need to come
0: you... out with that a lot sooner because like, um, actually he can act and he really does need to be pissed off at you. I was pissed <laughs> off cause I was going down way too far on comment boards. Cause I wanted to be like, all right, what y'all got to say? And these jokes are like, Ray Fisher needs to stop complaining about Josh Whedon. He's already said, I'm like, dude, if you had your career role, which would basically define your career, whittled down to trash, you'd be upset too. And he was like, fine, whatever. I'm going to nuke my career because I'm going to make sure everybody knows how trash Josh Whedon is. And he did it and nuked his career, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Andrews trash too. He was trash. He was trash." Now Jason Momoa was right there with him, like, "Yo, yo, I'm with him. He sucks." Yeah. And then Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot came out later and said stuff, and then the Buffy crew, but it was Ray Fisher who was like, "All right, I'm gonna be the one to take the bullet, lose my career over this joint. He should. He has every right to be mad and pissed Ooh. off about it."
1: I mean, like, like going back to like. Josh Whedon's like he was like, oh, his arc didn't make any sense. It's like, did you watch the damn thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, mean I, I, but it was it was literally like you to say, oh, unless the filming that Zack Snyder did fleshed out the role, but it was like if the script was there, all you had to do was finish it. Like you can't tell me, oh, well, his father dies, you know, trying to save him. Yeah, he actually tried. He he meant the the machine and per- human side of him you know, after his incident, you know, we see his mom die, you know, because, you know, but he's actually created by the mother box. It actually makes sense to the whole actual story. You
0: know, some of that was shot because we saw him on the football stadium. We saw him going, dad, no, before the Whedon cut came out. And then it was like, oh, this is where this actually connects to. So... He's trash. But the worst part was when he was like, Well, Ray Fisher was just being put up by uh Zach Snyder to say all this stuff. I'm like, dude, really? So you're saying the dude couldn't come up with this stuff on his own?
1: So the so the black dude can't actually tell the truth. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, somebody else somebody else he, he's a mouthpiece for somebody for for the white director. Right. Like, no, you 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 you're trash. And then let's go to this third, you know, in this article where I'm pretty sure his, his agent's like, Can we just drop this dude? <laughs> what, so, what agent? like his is his third point on this like article this article was you know when he when he supposedly threatened oh, gal I, I took
0: a screenshot so I can <laughs> read what he said because it's absurd
1: it's so absurd he
0: said I don't threaten people who does that English is not her first language and I tend to be annoyingly flowery in my speech Whew. And then I was told that I had that I had said something about her dead body and tying her to the railroad track. Gal Gadot said, "I understood perfectly. I will never work with him, and would never suggest any of my peers to work with him in the future." Seems pretty
1: good. Yeah. to that, that's. I mean, it's like if there was a bad version of mansplaining. Check, oh, check. I, got, I think that's
0: the definition. That mansplaining uh, yes. and gaslighting. It's like. Double feature Starring Josh
1: Wheaton it's like, hey, did, did you want to hear it? Like, oh, you're just, you're not smart enough to understand what I said because you're not American. Right. Like, seriously, dude? Can you be any lamer? I mean, he's, like.
0: He's like, yo, let me cover my bald spot with a red hat. Not this red hat. The other one. The bad guy. So, yeah, he went all over the rails on this one.
1: Yeah. I I mean, there, there, there has gotta be, it's like, it's like, Oh, you know, after years of therapy, I can come up with this. Like, can you please tell me who your therapist is? So I can also make sure that no one uses that person because they're trashed. They, they, they they had a longer time with you. Yeah.
0: It was a very interesting interview. Like he was like, yo, I need to speak my piece. No, he, no, he, no, 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 no. He took the backhoe. He rented it out so he could just, I mean, he went nuts. Shoveling would have taken too much work. He was like, let me nuke my career now. And they don't care about Ray Fisher. They do care about Gal Gadot. So that, I mean, man, that was, that was, that was amazing for its ineptness and failure to read any room.
1: You know, I'm actually glad he actually came out with that. Because it really, once again, proved Ray Fisher's like, he's like, I mean, him just saying, oh, he was a bad guy and he was a bad actor. It's like, uh, we have your comparison of why you thought you should have him in two scenes. And he he proved your, your name.
0: Yeah. All right, well. My dummy of the week. I'm I'm not quite sure which way I want to go with this. I mentioned both of them already. Is it DC for trying to act like the death of the Justice League is going to stick? Or is it the Dallas Cowboys for calling a quarterback sneak with 14 seconds left and no timeouts? I'm going to go with Dallas because anytime, anytime I can call the Dallas Cowboys the dummy of the week, I'm going to take it. It's mine. Did you get my Troy reference there? Thanks. <sighs> All right. It's on to married at first sight and I can't wait for the carnage, the mayhem, the ridiculousness. How about you?
1: Oh man. Again, I am I'm, I'm I'm here for a lot, Juwan. That that relationship is my just that's my jam right now. I mean, just I'm I'm just waiting I mean, She's like I mean, after the marriage she, I mean, waiting, she's like I don't know what I'm meant for. I'm like, oh, you guys really, oh, you really God. don't know what you're meant for. It's awesome. That's the popcorn, please.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be very entertaining. So let's let's hope that it'll be a good show tonight. Bro shot, thank you as always for rolling. Thank you all out there for listening. Hopefully, I'll be back with this hat or another one excited and not with a sad, somber face on next week. And and spouting some double discount captain immunize verbiage. But We'll be optimistic. Go Niners. Thanks, Bro Shot. This episode allows movie files, has been filed.